The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Uh, hey, Mimi. Oh, hey, Gigi. When you're driving around, just seeing the town. Sitting bored at home, feeling all alone. Fill up the glass, pick out a glass. We got the tea, we got the sauce. Get queerified. Okay. Yeah. Let's get queerified. Gigi Gorgeous. Oh my god, Mark, shut up. They're going to hear us. This is Mimi, and we're currently in hell. If you're listening to this pod, we probably didn't make it. Oh my god, this is it. We are not going to make it. (laughs) Wait, but our listeners need to know to rate and review. It helps us so much. Like this from Mr. Shemp2, who said, definitely my go-to podcast. Aww. Shh, I think I heard footsteps. Oh, don't worry, girl. The listeners are here now. We're going to fucking die. Don't forget to call our hotline at 1-844-QUERIES. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Now that's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Nothing is off limits, girl. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Our next guest is no stranger to the L word. Has eight souls. And will be your new Pinhead this year in Hellraiser. Oh my god, Gigi, you've really done it this time. Here he comes. It was nice knowing you. Ugh, you are so dramatic. Here is Jamie Clayton. All right, we are back with none other than Miss Jamie Clayton. Welcome to Queerified. Thank you so much. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, we are so excited to have you. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you both so much. I was gagged when she said yes. Oh my God, actually, first of all, let's start with let's start with your pronouns. This is a safe space, safe space pod. Um, and I would just love for you to like speak on that. She, her, hers, gorgeous, your majesty. <laughs> all of those feminine situations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. We are huge fans of you. I love Sense A. I'm just gonna get it out out there already I no, honestly I love that thank you so much it's funny you you all talked about that on Chris Olson's episode just get it out of the way come on you love me yes no we die we die it's like I loved it so much that I literally could not watch the last episode because like I didn't want to say goodbye to the characters like it's still going on yet? No, because it's too sad. Like, I don't want it to end. Oh, like, you I have don't... to see the movie. I know. The movie's so special. Oh, my God. I heard. Well, oh, it's homework every for everyone. Every is like a movie. So it's insane. Gets two and a half hours long. It's like the big, you know, it was for the fans are the ones who got it. They, you know, know, their rally cry got us our two and a half hour long movie. 
it's just sad to say goodbye to characters you love. It's like, it's an app to sit down, find the moment, and then get into it. But now I will, because you told me to, so now I have to. <gasps> um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, thank you for coming on to our show. We do, ha- like, we have a bunch of questions for you because we're huge fans, but let's go from the beginning. Where did Jamie Clayton grow up? Uh, well, I'm from San Diego, California. So California, California girl. girl through and through. Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I moved to New York um, when I was 19. Um, and yeah, worked as a makeup artist for ages before I started actressing. That's actually one <laughs> thing I knew about you from um, the L Word Girls podcast yes. called Pants. Kate Manning and Leisha. Kate Manning and Leisha Haley. Leisha yes. Haley. Yes. yes. <laughs> they have a podcast called Pants and they like mm-hmm. review each episode. I haven't watched the L Word that long, but it's such a good listen oh, like they're I such love, cute friends <laughs> they have been friends for so long yeah and their nickname is pants because they're each like one leg of a pair of pants cute. that's how close they are yeah and i did their podcast um during i think it was during season two like while we were filming season two of the l word generation q yeah they're the best i love them mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you were a Mac girl. I mean, literally growing up in high school, I used to like steal from Mac Cosmetics. <laughs> oh, yes. That was like my thing. And I always dreamed of being a Mac girl, but I just never applied myself. Yeah. How, how was that experience? I know it was a long time ago, but yeah, like I mean, walk us through like that. a whole lifetime ago. But no, that was a, a dream of mine. So I was in San Diego and I wanted to move to New York to be a makeup artist. And mm-hmm. my dream, I mean, you know, those were the 90s. I wanted to work <laughs> at Mac. I mean, it was like, I mean, it was the pinnacle. It yes. was everything. Thing. For yes. a lot of Little people, yes. Round pots of shadows with the screw off mm-hmm. tops and, you know, mm-hmm. all the lipsticks. And oh my God, I mean, it was everything. And being a club kid in San Diego, yeah. So I moved to New York and I, I worked my tush off. And I, yeah, I eventually got a job at Mac and I worked for Mac and Shiseido and NARS. And yeah, I worked at, you know, all the counters at all the department stores. I need to know back in the day when you were a counter girl, what was a standout story for you, good or bad? Because we all know how customer service, I, is it a customer service job? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I've been in the service industry. Before I started actressing, like I was in the service industry exclusively, like working in retail and restaurants, you know, as a server. I mean, I was a DJ, a go-go dancer. I did the door at places. Wow. In I mean, I did I did it all. In the I live for industry. you. Yeah, thank you. I live for you. Also, guys, mm-hmm. I know you're not this close to her, but like the brows are <laughs> so goals. It's like you. Cara Delevingne who? Your brows are thank stunning. You. I'm old enough to be her mother, so they're... <laughs> Looks uh, fucking amazing. Thank you. Wait, what was the question? A standout story. So here on Queer Pride, I'm always, I'm so, I'm so nosy. Like I, I worked Mm -hmm. a clothing brand job for many years and, um, it was just, I had horror stories. I threw jeans at a girl. (laughs) I just had had it up to here with her. I was, was written up many times. So I want to know like, what's a standout story at Mac Cosmetics or any beauty, any beauty job that you had? Well, I mean, I was, um, you know Patricia Fields, of course, in New yes. York. Mm-hmm. Okay, so out like this is, I think, pre-Mac or maybe post. I can't remember. I think it was pre-Mac. Um, but I worked at uh, Pat's shop called Hotel Venus um, on on East mm-hmm. Broadway in Soho, and I was fired by my manager. She's called Carolina, and Carolina, um, I was Carolina. always late. Don't be late. Being and I was late Don't today, late, yes. and I was mortified. And You're this is, seven minutes late. I know this is traffic was bad. <laughs> this is one of the reasons though why I like I have trauma around being late. So Carol, I was always late. I I mean, I was like 20. I was a child. And Carolina fired. She took me. She called me to the front desk one day at Hotel Venus. And she was like, you know, I'm going to fire you. And I want you to know if you want to be a woman of the 90s, you are never to be late. It's very tacky. And she fired (gasps) me on the spot in front of everyone. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, I was never late again. 
never. A woman of just, the 90s. Yeah, she was like, if you want to be a woman of the 90s, you cannot be late. It's it's tacky. That's what she said. And I was like, oh, and she was Brazilian and beautiful. And I was like, oh, God, I'm such a little night. You know, when you're 20, you think your shit doesn't stink. Yes. You think you mm-hmm. know everything. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was never late ever again. That was a, that was a, a, a very standout retail moment. <laughs> It sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, everyone needs to be put in their place sometimes. Let's oh, be real. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. Once in a while. Once Especially in a while. Especially young trans girls who think that they're <laughs> the shit. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of trans, what was your... I, I just saw that so casually. Speaking of trans, um, <laughs> <laughs> what was your journey with gender like? What What does that mean? My journey with gender? Like, like coming out story. I actually want to know this like too. How did yeah, you like, find yourself, your gender? Uh, did you find it hard out? coming out? Was it like a linear line it's, or did you have roadblocks in the way? Well, so the interesting thing I think about growing up, like when I did, you know, being a, a woman of my age, um, I mean, there was really no internet. <laughs> I like, can't with I you was, in the age. I know, I can't either. I'm like, amazing. Thank is you. she 29? I mean, like, I what is she going being, on about? You know, I love getting older. I love it. You know, it's it's all of the insecurities and all the bullshit wash away. But, mm-hmm. you know, growing up in the 90s, like being a teenager, I mean, I didn't have access to the internet. I didn't have, those things didn't exist. Um, mm-hmm. And so as far as like representation and, and, people that I could look up to they I didn't have that you know the the only time I ever saw that you know was like the school teacher from Iowa on Maury Povich who transitioned you know and the whole audience is screaming you know like that's a man Maury totally you know it's like so it it was really tough and I didn't know that transition was really possible until I moved to New York and that's when I was 19 years old and I started meeting um, trans women for the first time like but like drop dead gorgeous like beautiful successful like in relationships with jobs let's name drop i want to know oh well i mean the the two that i i was working at um, a restaurant called stingy lulu's in the east village um and a one i was on the late shift because i was the new girl Mm-hmm. And one evening, uh, these two women came in, Christina and Marisal, and they were one uh, Puerto Rican and Costa Rican. And both of them grew up in New York in like the Lower East Side. And they came in one night really late. You know, we were open until four o'clock in the morning. Um, we would get all the people coming from all the clubs like Limelight and Tunnel and whatever. They'd come in for a burger, you know, oh and whatever. Gosh, and they yeah. keep drinking. And it was very glamorous, very gorgeous, you know, very like, you know, New York in like the late 90s. Um, and they clocked me hard. Like I hadn't been on hormones or anything, but you know, I mean, I was just working, you know, like as a woman, like it, mm-hmm. at, at this diner and they were like, you know, how long have you been moaning mommy? And I was like, what is that? <laughs> and then they were like taking hormones. And I was like, oh, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm wait, what? Clocked. Clocked. <laughs> and then, and they were with two gentlemen that they had brought with them from the club. They literally told the guys to leave and they were like, come <gasps> sit with us. I love that. Oh, and like sisterhood. God. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. Wow. This is wow. like 1997. And they had we me. Were five. Yeah, <laughs> they had me sit with them. And they, and we talked all night. And then I, they walked me home. We got pizza on St. Mark's. And we talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. And it was in that moment I was like, I could transition. I could do this. Like, I could wow. have a successful, happy life. This is insane. I feel like Mimi, of course you know this, but mm-hmm. our stories are so similar. Aww. Yeah. I are. went to New York on on business, on work, and I was at cafeteria with like Amanda Lepore. Yep. Like I love the Mandy. Yasmin Petties, like just like so many other people. And this other girl who I won't name, she was trans and she gave me the courage to come out. It was in New York. 
at a diner mm-hmm. yeah. where people were continuing to drink after the club. Oh, yeah. And I really did feel my oats. We talked all night. She went in the taxi home with me. And ever since then, I was like, it is a linear line. I'm a full girl. like, And oh, I'm going to yeah. really like take charge of my own life and do this. A hundred percent from that moment. That's when I was like, I'm going to get a job with health insurance and I'm going to find a doctor and I'm going to get on hormones and that's it. I'm going to fucking do this. And mm-hmm. then it was, it was, lit- I mean, it was like laser focused. Oh, I love that. Wow. We have <laughs> way more in common than I thought. Oh! <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. It's nice to hear nice stories because we always hear the horror stories about trans people not supporting each other. Oh, of course. Like there's, yeah, no, there's no, the jealousy see but like to hear that it's like right that does happen and like you sometimes just ignore it because you think it should be normal but it's beautiful like yeah no those two women are my guardian angels i i love them and i've you know i've told that story before and i love that Mm -hmm. story and like it you know tickles me every time i tell it because it's so unreal it's like Mm -hmm. and some like the sometimes when i'm telling it too i'm like did I like make this whole fucking thing up? And I'm right. like, no, it's real. Like that really happened. Those two women were amazing to me yeah. for no other reason than just sisterhood. Right. Sisterhood. Sisterhood is everything. And if you're not a girl's girl, then I pray that you become what are you one. Doing? Because it's fucking everything <laughs> to help true. someone out. I feel like I've pushed so many girls into their dreams of becoming trans because I was pushed too. Yes. And it's like, you just exactly. never, you need someone mm-hmm. to be like, yes, you can do this. Oh, yeah. And that's what we hope this podcast is. Honestly, anybody listening is like, yeah, like you can do this. Like, I yeah. we've that's done why it. I wanted to do your show because like, I love the name Queerified and like the both of you are so cool <laughs> and it's so like queer positive and I'm, I'm obsessed with all that stuff. Yes. <laughs> Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Let's talk about your acting a little bit because you are... A huge actress. I mean, thank you. Oh my God. How did that start? (laughs) How did you become an actress? Where did that come from? So I was, um, again, living in New York and I was uh, working as a makeup artist and I started to dabble in special effects makeup. I wanted to get into that. I actually Mm -hmm. was um, really into horror movies. I loved like all the Japanese stuff, like this director called Takashi Miike and well, no, like the audition and like darker, like much darker (laughs) Japanese horror. (laughs) Love it. Like, yeah, like really good stuff. And then you had mentioned like Hostel. Hostel Saw. That's like Mm -hmm. what we grew up on. Like, so like those, so I was, you know, dipping my toe into those things and then um I remember Fight Club being a really big influence like when um in the Fight Club you know like the um all the special effects makeup on the pretty boy like that I remember seeing that and thinking oh wow like I could take my makeup career like out of fashion and kind of like in that direction and so I had Mm -hmm. this dream of becoming um a special effects makeup artist I started apprenticing um with this gentleman in New York and I got like a little bit of press, um, like I did an interview and I got like a little bit of press where I was able to talk about moving my career into that space. 
And I needed, um, you know, like a new, anytime an interview is done, you know, they want some sort of like, like everybody wants like an original photo, like that hasn't been published before. Mm-hmm. It's like, exclusive. It's so annoying. I know. So we I was need like, that okay, for today too. We're going to ask you for one of those <laughs> Yes, as well. no, I'll totally give you one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so um, an ex-boyfriend of mine was like, you should um, speak to my friend, Brad Calcaterra, who also runs like an acting studio and, you, and he does headshots. You should have him do a new headshot for you. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went and I talked to Brad and Brad was like tell me your story and so I told him you know like my story up until that moment and he said I'll make you a deal I'll do your headshot gratis but come and audit this class they teach called risk and auditing in like a class is when you go and you take the class for free so oh, really? okay. I was like sure I'll audit your class and sit in it and watch <laughs> everyone who's gonna do my headshot for free why not of course I sat in this acting class again called risk where it was not really not a traditional acting class where you do scenes mm-hmm. it was um he referred to it as an emotional core work class so people were getting up you know and talking about their trauma and their lives and the things that they'd been through and there's always a theme in the class um there was mm-hmm. always a theme so like let's say you know it was like mothers so it was like okay, okay talk about your mom and the shit that you've been through with your mom you know but okay but now do it in all in a southern accent so the accent helps oh, sort of I like I want to do re- that. I do it, too. It that helps. sounds fun. It was really fun and watching these people get up and work. I fully had like an acid flashback. It was like the most intense surreal thing. And usually when you audit you don't work. Um but Brad mm-hmm. called me up to work and I worked and I was like, "Oh wow." And it blew my mind. And then the next day we did my headshot and the headshot was so gorgeous. I was like, oh, I'm going to enroll in your classes. And so I enrolled in his classes. Naturally. (laughs) Naturally. So I started. I had also just never been given the, the, I don't know if permission is the right word, but I'd Mm -hmm. never been given the permission to step in front of the camera into Mm -hmm. the light. As a trans person growing up when I did, um, I was taught if you pass, you hide and you don't tell mm-hmm. anyone and you just yes. you don't talk about it and you don't deserve anything more, especially if you're passing you. That's your gift. And you that's shut the gift, fuck yeah. up and you sit in a corner mm-hmm. and you don't deserve anything other than that. And you and, pass. And so shut up, bitch. And <laughs> how has that changed for you now? Well, at taking those classes, it boosted my confidence through the roof. I mean, I worked on all of my trauma and all of my bullshit about like the way that I look and the way that I sound and what society thinks and what, you know, and, and uh, oh my goodness, so much just mud that had been slung on me my entire life. I began to wash all of it away. Mm-hmm. In obsessed, classes. obsessed. Yeah. I think everyone needs some form of class. Like yours, right? Oh, well, yeah, class and therapy and, you know, shame work and, mm-hmm. and you know, getting shame rid of work? all it. Yes, like Brene Brown, you know, getting rid of shame and trauma and oh, just okay, realizing, yes. you know, that like you're, you don't, you are not your, sh- I'm not my shame. I'm not mm-hmm. the shit that I've been through. I'm not that breakup or that death or that, you know, I'm not those things. I'm not, you know, that moment when I got fired. That doesn't define yeah. me. I don't have to be ashamed of it. Right. Um, do you use those in your techniques now? Like, are you a method mm-hmm. actress or do you just turn it on? like a I'm not method but I definitely um 100% I mean everything that I'm talking about is 100% the through foundation you? work for all of my actressing all of it every single mm-hmm. bit of it I love that you say actressing also oh, I've never <laughs> heard that have you heard that Mimi yeah. no but it's I've never heard now. that I love it it's like I ultra know. feminine Thank you. it's not actor it's not actress it's oh I'm actressing I'm yeah. gonna start using that it's just that it's funny to me like I started saying it ages ago and I remember um Justin Vivian Bond like she reached out and asked me like you know do you prefer um 
like actor or actress and and I was like oh sweetie I was like I say actressing because it's such a joke to gender our careers <laughs> there <laughs> isn't like a banker and a banktress yeah there isn't like you know and it's so dumb when someone says like, like a female CEO it's like uh, so, a CEO uh, if you will I, I know it's hilarious <laughs> and so and then and I and I don't care I'm like I'm an actor I'm an actress I'm whatever and so I like mm-hmm. to sort of take the piss out of it and just be like oh yeah actressing like I started actressing because <laughs> yes. it's hilarious to me it's like it's a j- careers don't have genders I'm what do you think of award shows because that's gendered and just awards in general I mean like obviously you should probably win awards thank but you like, because <laughs> like, I do I sometimes awards. I, I do mean, sometimes think like wow like you really think that you won the Oscar because you're the best actress like it's so serious sometimes I'm like okay you were amazing but also like a lot of people were amazing and how do we compare actresses so like what are your thoughts on that God, that's like a really interesting, deep question. I mean, I, yeah, I think that there are every year, there are so many Mm -hmm. incredible performances, you know, and I think that the biggest press um, that comes out during award season is always the snubs. It's always mm-hmm. like these people were snubbed, That's these true. people were snubbed. And and sometimes it, it, it distracts from the people that actually are nominated. I mean, you know, when award season comes around, do I think that everyone who's nominated deserves it? Absolutely the fuck not. No. Totally. Like, it's a dick sucking no. level. It, it is. Right? And it's also, mm-hmm. you know, like those are very um uh, uh, guarded inner circles within yeah. Hollywood, you know, and a lot of people don't know, you know, but there's campaigning that goes into these yes. awards. So it's like if you're nominated for Best Actress, you have to campaign, and which means mm-hmm. you go to like cocktail party. I don't know how that looks with COVID, but you have cocktail to, zooms, cocktail zooms. You know? <laughs> yeah, you have to go around. It's like you know, and like what they say with politicians, you know, like kiss babies and shake hands. It's like, and mm-hmm. you know, I. So far, I am not have I have not been allowed into those spaces, into those inner circles. It's hard enough for me, you know, to just get auditions. So as far as awards go, who knows? Oh, bitch, <laughs> they're coming. <laughs> Thank you. I, I want to go back to actually something you said a couple minutes ago. I the shame, yes, and getting over the um, I guess dysphoria of being trans. Does that still creep up on you? And if so, how do you? Um, Kind of nip that in the bud. Yes. I mean, oh, God, that's excellent. Ah, like, makes me emotional. Um, <laughs> me too. It's so real. You can no, get over it, but it, it creeps up. It, She's oh, always there. It creeps up. I mean, the thing is, I love being trans first. Like, first and foremost, I fucking love being trans. Every mm-hmm. bit about me, like, my sense of humor, my sense of style, you know, like, the the way that I, you know, do everything is because of my transness. It has completely informed who I am mm-hmm. and the way that I move in the world. And I love being trans. I would not trade it for anything I love it um but yeah yes and I'm I'm trans you know it's like and I will always be trans and no matter Mm -hmm. how much success I achieve or if I play a part that you know is is written or trans is not or you know whether I'm playing you know like some you know uh Cenobite from hell I'm always trans I'm always going to be trans and there are going to be people who who don't like that and who don't Mm -hmm. see me as equal they see me as less than because of that Mm -hmm. and you know, I've been on sets, you know, where I've been misgendered. I've been like, oh, wow. rec- like recently, you know what I mean? Like I'm talking within like the past couple of years. It doesn't matter how much success you achieve as a trans person. People will always, there will always be people who will weaponize it against mm-hmm. you to degrade you, to try to make you feel less than. Mm-hmm. What I try to do is really sit in that that has nothing to do with me. Ugh, I yep, love that. Exactly, yeah. period. I love uh-huh. that. Absolutely nothing to do with me. Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it's not Jamie Clayton 
like the trans woman, it's any trans, it's like, it has nothing to do with me. It's just, it's trans people in general. It's their level of, you know, um, self-hatred with themselves sadness it's their sadness their depression mm -hmm. their anxiety their shame that they haven't worked through and they're just exactly again slinging it around like mud onto people like me and mm -hmm. it's my job you know to just sloth it off and i think that's so important to say that's why i asked you that because it's so real like the dysphoria we can we can put it at bay we can have a great week we can have a great year a month whatever but it always will kind of creep back. And I think that what you said is so eloquently put. It, it really has nothing to do with us. Nothing. And it's nothing as simple as that. Yeah. And like, and you almost get to a point where it's like, bitch, misgender me. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Because exactly. I could take it. I'm like, well, and at the end of <laughs> the day, I'm it. like, I'm a movie star. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I always just say it's not my business. Like what you think of me is not my business and you can think whatever you want. Like exactly, truly. Exactly, because I get to go mm -hmm. home and be me. And I get exactly. to exactly. I, I sleep well at night. Exactly. Me. Mm. I'm worried if my husband starts misgendering me. Oh. I'm worried if, if my oh. best friend starts misgendering me. <laughs> then not, we have not a some random yeah. person on the street. Yeah. Not some random, uh -huh. you know. Uh -huh. it's, then we're gonna have it tough. That's gonna be an issue. <laughs> Might even turn physical if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh my god. Um, you're about to dive headfirst into uh, the iconic League of Horror Greats. Um, you're going to star as Pinhead in Hellraiser. Yes. Um, that is huge. I, mean, I honestly, like, I, like, I I, 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 I still don't, sitting here on this couch with you, like, it's filmed, it's done, they're editing, like, I mm -hmm. went and did the, the gallery shoot for it, like, the press shoot, for, I, I, I don't know, wow. I'm in a blackout, I have no idea what I've just done, like, I don't know what's <laughs> happening, I don't know, like, I, that. So exciting, though. Thank you, thank oh, I'm so you, excited you, for you, you. I mean, I know the feeling of just like filming something mm -hmm. and waiting for it to come out. But bitch, this is like a whole nother level. No, like, you really are about to be like iconic horror thriller status. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's funny. I was talking with Candace about this because she was like, you know, going on and on and on being very complimentary in the same manner that you are. And it and I... I like I have to sort of like take a step back and be like oh my god like no like calm down mm -hmm. like whatever like it could bomb everyone could hate me like I don't know and she's like oh my god just let yourself like be Candace is yeah. very good at like telling me to just like be happy for myself mm -hmm. and like and enjoy it um, because I do I have a hard time sort of like stepping into like yes I did that right <laughs> like, right what's your hard. sign I'm a Capricorn Capricorn okay, Capricorn. okay. I'm Taurus Aries okay she's Virgo, I'm a Virgo. Okay. oh my god Taurus and we're all like we're perfectly mm -hmm. romantically Yes, we're good. We're Ooh, all good here. We would be a great throuple. <laughs> Anyone down for a poly? Oh God, yes. I'm like any, um, but any Taurus or Virgo gentlemen listening, hello. Yes. Oh, I'm she's like, single. I'm single and straight. So like, let's okay. do this. Work. Hello. Okay, work. <laughs> okay, I'm going through my Rolodex. Mm -hmm. <gasps> mm -hmm. I got some people. I got some people. Oh, really? Oh my God, it's so funny. Look. <gasps> 
What? One's calling now. I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Who is One it? is calling now. <laughs> Max. I'm not kidding. Single Wait, straight. Max. Oh, hi. Max. Okay, I'm going to decline because we're doing something. Okay, yeah, we're, we're busy. <laughs> we're busy. Okay, wait. So this is really annoying. But while we're on the topic of acting, I really... I want to play a little game, and I'm just going to ask you point blank. Is that okay? Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> AMA. What is that? Ask me anything. Okay. Okay. Can you, Jamie Clayton, mm-hmm. cry on demand? Oh. <laughs> I mean, yes. Can oh you do God. it now on the podcast? <laughs> you You want me to? She's starting. <laughs> She's starting. It's happening. Wait, no, but why would you ask me to do that? Like on the, not like to hurt right, your feelings, like just right like educational. Like we're <laughs> recording this. Like why would you? I just this like kind of fucked up that you would like ask me to just like start fucking crying like in the middle of the podcast. Like I like put on mascara and like I fucking drove all the way here and then you want me to like start fucking crying. Like, the tears are welling. So up. Oh my god, the tears are welling. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Anne Hathaway, who? <laughs> Is there a trick? Well, again, it's it's not having shame around trauma. So it, you know, I mean, I've I've lived a life. I've you know been Mm -hmm. through stuff. There's been trauma, and I think that if if we can let go of the shame around that trauma, it's a lot easier to access it. So I can start. So you pull it from inside. It's your. It's yours. Do you think about a thought in in particular? Yes, you do. I mean, it it, it depends mm-hmm. on the scene that I'm doing, you know, and you can uh, can access um, like certain situations or certain people, certain things that have happened, and then I put oh, wow. that thing like in the scene, and so then while I'm doing the scene or talking to who I'm talking to or whatever it is that I'm doing, I can start accessing that trauma and that moment. The hard part is turning. When I was early on in my career, the hard part was turning it off when it when the yeah. camera stopped rolling. I had a very hard time. Um, like I could that would access, be my issue. Yeah, I could access I could access the trauma very easily, and then go there, and everyone was so impressed. And then I would have to like go to my trailer mm-hmm. and like cry Recover. and scream and like scream in a pillow. Yeah, that it, was our was, next question. Actually, yeah. would you, do you go back to your hotel room or trailer, oh or whatever, and just scream in a pillow oh, like from all the emotion? Yes, a hundred percent. And while I was doing Hellraiser, I continued to have my therapy sessions like via Zoom. Um, mm-hmm. because that was a lot um, you know just the subject matter of the film and some of the scenes that we were doing it's like it's very I mean it's a horror film it's very, I've never done anything like it it was very graphic and very so yeah so therapy every week never miss it oh my god can't live without it pro therapy <laughs> oh yeah super pro therapy oh my god love therapy okay well that was fun I wish we could cry on demand Mimi I think I could so like my trick is like keeping your eye open and like letting the wind itch your eye like, oh well, god yeah. that's not like emotional though that will that, a lot it's of an actors, acting trick there's these little <laughs> menthol um little like the blowing these, yeah yes and it's menthol and they will blow that into actors eyes to help them too i've never see that's it. what i would need oh, i mean oh. clearly not she just did it at, literally in 20 seconds <laughs> um is it a scary <laughs> is it a scary to. filming a horror story as it is watching it like you just talked about how it was kind of hard emotionally but like is it spooky or is it, is it like lights in front of you is it bright 
Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, that I mean, that's the funny thing about being like on a set is that you know you show mm-hmm. up and there are like lights, you know, and you're it's like you know they're pouring fake blood all over everything, and so mm-hmm. it, you know it's kind of like you know it lifts the veil <laughs> a slight mm-hmm. bit. But totally. You know, when I'm there after sitting in makeup for four and a half hours, you know, and I'm you know we we did a lot of location oh, shoots in Serbia, you know, so it was like outside. Um, we were doing night shoots, obviously, because it, it's a horror film. So we're doing like <laughs> night shoots Obvi. in Serbia, like on location, and it was freezing fucking cold, and I'm. Wearing, you know, can't tell you what I'm wearing, but like, <laughs> I'm like, oh god, I have to really stop myself. I'm gonna be like Tom Holland with all the Spider-Man shit, like, yeah, right, like, leaked footage. Ex- oh, there's like, our exclusive spoiling. meeting. There, there we go. We got it. We got so it. It's like Disney's gonna be like knocking on my door with handcuffs. Totally. Um, yes. I mean, it, it was it was unlike anything I've ever done. Um, it was it's traumatic filming some of those scenes, um, mm-hmm. especially as I got to know um some of the actors that I was working with, you know, who I really enjoyed, you know, and was like building friendships with, you know, to see horrible things happen to them um Ooh, was really yeah. traumatic um yeah it's a very interesting situation filming a horror movie and being the the antagonist the baddie the <laughs> super baddie oh i'm so fucking excited i mean don't, we I, know someone who auditioned for that role don't we can we, we did can we say i uh, let's, yeah let's, well it was actually in the in the news it was okay it news. was yeah Headline news in the new in the New York Post. It was there. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. But one of Gigi's best friends was um, auditioned for your role, and you be like, you got the role. And you know what's so funny? We were talking just before we hit record on this podcast. <laughs> oh, when that article came it? out, she mm-hmm. had already wrapped. It was done. <gasps> yeah. Oh, Isn't that wow. hilarious? They really want to like... The Hollywood publicity machine is very calculated. I got it. <laughs> they want to like you scramble everyone's you brains to mm-hmm. make it like not know what's going on. I yeah. was gagged by that. I was like, mm-hmm. are you excited to film? She's like, oh, we're done. I was like, no. Yeah, no <laughs> what? I, I wrapped like la- in the end of September, then went to Paris for Loewe. And then I've been home like October, November, December, January, February. I mean, yeah, I've been home for five months. Are you going stir crazy? Yes, I mean it's it's I do I'm I a Capricorn I love working I'm a little work you know the little goat going up the hill con I need mm-hmm. to be working um so like yep. I've been doing random stuff around my apartment like zhuzhing my apartment because I do I go like a little <laughs> stir crazy I love a zhuzh um, you could tell yeah. that you're a workaholic too like all the jobs mm-hmm. you've had like you're a hustler you. I love that I respect that a lot thank you I it's also about like when I see someone working a lot I don't think it's a hustle I think it's a nice like oh people love to work with you. It's like you're you. like mm. if when you, when someone's when an actress is working, I just think, oh, they're loved. She must like, be. They pleasant. get jobs. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, yeah, that's, that's what I, I think. I mean, of. I do. I have a strong reputation, like that I've been Good. cultivating for years. You know, I'm I'm on time. I know my lines. I show up. I'm not. I'm no drama. No bullshit. I'm like, let's do this. Love it. Mm-hmm. So grateful. Just love to it. Be working, and I say no to a lot of work. It's a lot of really. Crap. I read a lot of crap. I bet. I mean, oh, you're in a place where bad. you can. You don't say yes to everything, right? Yeah, no. 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 So I wanted to ask this. I don't know if this is our closing question, but I think it is a really, really important one. So as a queer person, what advice do you have for our listeners who may want to break into the industry and don't know where to start? Ah, excellent question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Inside the actor's studio. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, work on dropping your fucking ego. Um, Go to class nobody's good you know it's like if you want to get really good at yoga you have to go take yoga to get flexible you can't just Mm -hmm. take a couple of acting classes maybe get lucky book a job and then stop taking acting classes you need to keep taking classes you need to go to therapy work on your shame stuff work on your trauma get rid of your ego you're not too good for anything you know work on your stuff and then um 
definitely, definitely, definitely be in class. Like, um, I recommend everyone Rain Valdez classes that she teaches through her um, Now More Than Ever. They're called Act Now. They're like a safe space for queer artists to explore their craft. They do scene work. They do, you know, monologues. They do all of the classic actressing training in her classes. They're fucking amazing. Take classes, get a therapist, drop your fucking ego. And link up with a couple of people that you're in class with or a couple of friends like other actors and so that you have mm -hmm. a little group of people that you can self-tape with that you can you know bounce ideas off of because you can't we cannot do this alone mm -hmm. you know and and I think as creative people as actors I know that I tend to get into my head a lot I'm super self-deprecating I'm super judgmental you know we're our own worst critics so have friends that you can do self-tapes with who will coach you you know like mm -hmm. I still get coached on every single I taped an audition yesterday and had a friend of mine who's a very successful actor I had him tape it and coach me on it because Tom I Holland. don't have an ego that I got Tom Holland so <laughs> it was it she's was, like oh no it's Brad Pitt it's, well, it was Brandon <laughs> Flynn who um, is in Hellraiser um also he's we've become really close friends he's he's amazing Thank you for that answer. That I all I heard from that is do the work because I think some people just want to be famous. Like I want to be an actress, but I there's work to be done. One hundred percent agree with you. I think that there's this, you know, ideology, especially like with you know younger people. I think with a lot of queer people, I think that you know, like yes, we are special as queer. You know, mm -hmm. our queerness inherently is special, but that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that we deserve everything without the work. You know, you mm -hmm. have to like put in the work and show up and like, yes, just go to class and get a therapist. And maybe if mm -hmm. you don't want to put in the work, like I feel like you're a workaholic. We all are here on the pod. Maybe if you don't want to put in the work, maybe you don't want it. Well, like exactly. maybe it's yes. not you want to be an actor, but you want to be given it. Exactly. Maybe you don't want to be an actor that bad. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to go to therapy and figure out why your ego is telling you that you deserve it without the work. Ah, mm -hmm. I heard the ego part a lot. <laughs> I feel like the second you drop your ego, mm -hmm. really things start like falling into place and yep. you start noticing everybody else's ego a little bit. It's 100%. like, why do you think you're so special? Like, yep. girl, like, yes. look at all pull I've accomplished. Not to like pull out the resume, but like, no, I should have a bigger ego than you. It, 100%. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Like, it's, if we're going to compare yeah. actual egos, it's like, be okay, like, calm the ego down. No, I'm kidding. Yes. Yeah, like down to earth, <laughs> bitch. Humble, <laughs> relax. We're all in our own way a little bit. I mean, you know, and I still do mm -hmm. it. So I work on it. You know, I'm constantly working on it, just like yoga classes. Everybody gets up in the morning, bitch. Everybody. <laughs> just the same way. Oh my God. Well, yes. okay. Thank you for answering that last question. At the end of every episode, we answer some queries from people that call in. Would yes. you like to stay with us? I would love to. Okay. We'll be, we'll be right, right back. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Welcome back to Queerified. We are here with the Jamie Clayton, and we are about to take your questions. So if you have any questions for us, any queries, sorry, please call us on our hotline at 1-844-QUERIES. That's 1-844-Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. As usual, you guys know nothing is off limits. Give us everything, advice, confessions, 
a, a death threat. Who knows? <laughs> Just give it to us. We want to hear. And we've been having so much fun. Jamie, are you ready to dive in? I'm super ready. This is like so fun. I love this part of your show. Okay, All right, let's go. go in. Question number one. Hi, it's Rebecca. Um, I've called on here before. I'm from Seattle, Washington. But I just wanted to say some exciting news is I won Fathoms of Fun, Queen of 2022. And if you have Facebook, you can look them up. It's a really cool program. It's a scholarship program, actually. And I actually won Queen, which is so exciting. But my question to you is, I'm part of the LGBTQ community. I'm pansexual. And my question is, what do you think, how would I represent the, how would I represent this community in a positive way? Because I want to, I want to show that I love everybody. Okay. I love you. You guys are gorgeous. And I just want to say hi to the special guest. Welcome to the podcast. We love you. This family, this podcast is a family. And we love each other. Love you guys. Mwah. Rebecca, thank you for calling us. That was so cute. Congratulations on your title. Congratulations, um, Rebecca. That is amazing. And also a great question because you are here with two queer trailblazers who represent their communities very well. What advice do you have for Rebecca now that she has a title and gets to represent? I, I first of all just want to say this struck a chord in me. So anybody listening, mm-hmm. also congrats, Rebecca, first and foremost. My sister actually just auditioned for a huge reality show. She didn't end up getting it, but she put herself out there. And I think that that's exactly what Rebecca Mm -hmm. did. She put herself Mm -hmm. out there and look at that. The bitch one. That's just, uh, (laughs) you never really think like people always doubt themselves. I'm not good enough. I'm not going to win. Like this isn't worth it. There's so many other people that are more deserving. You never know. If there's something that you Mm -hmm. really like want to raffle in or audition for, go for it. Look at Rebecca. I think that's Mm -hmm. so important. Like anybody that's like questioning it right now, you should do do it. it. But also, I want to hear your thoughts first, Jamie. Well, um, you, congratulations. Uh, it's super <laughs> exciting for you. That's so rad. Um, but as far as representing your community, you're already doing it, sweetie. You're, you you just said it out loud, um, you know, on a podcast for the whole world to hear. Uh, just keep doing that. Keep being yourself. Um, that's just being you and being truthful to yourself. Um, and, you know, your friends and loved ones, that's representation in and of itself. It's all mm-hmm. you got to do, baby. And you've already did the hard work. So in Enjoy yourself. This is so fun, so exciting, and I'm glad that the prize was a scholarship because that's amazing. Congratulations, Rebecca. Woo-hoo. Okay, our next question. Hey, Gigi. Hey, Mimi. This is Anthony from Madrid, Spain. So, Gigi, I wanted to ask you, what's the craziest memories that you have uh, with a fan? Like, do you have any memories? What's your top three? For example, myself, I remember uh, meeting you in Paris for Fashion Week. Uh, then we ran into you into a club. You were so kind, so lovely. You invited us to go to your table. We had the blast. Uh, we had the best night ever. And yeah, it's an unforgettable memory for me. And I want to know, like, what's your your top three uh, fan encounters? I love you so much. I love listening to the show, guys, every every week. And yeah, I love you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. 
Anthony, hi Madrid. Um, thank you for calling in. That is a really great question. Before Gigi answers, I just want to say I'm always so like in awe of how nice Gigi is to her fans. Like she takes time, and I think it's because you understand. Like you understand what it means for people, and you really give them your time, and you're generous with your with yourself. And you look them in the eye and you listen and you make connections and it's like real. It's not like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how other people do it, but it's just very genuine. So I'm a fan. I'm a fan of so many people. (laughs) I feel like literally like I go up to people and fangirl and I'm so disappointed a lot of the time, like with celebrities Mm -hmm. and musicians, whoever it may be. I'm like, oh, like they didn't really give me like the like genuine authenticity. And I get people are going through things. I understand Mm -hmm. that. But there is a little bit of... Oh, that sucked for me, you know, and I try to not leave anybody with that feeling, even if I'm not feeling it, even if I'm in the shittiest mood, I feel like crying, whatever it may be, just that is my escape. And a lot of the time, like it makes me feel way better when I have that authentic interaction. So like as much as I gave Anthony, like he's saying he gave me just as much. And of course, I invited him over to my table in Paris because I was having fun. And I love that memory. (laughs) I feel like one of the biggest memories for me, though fan wise I don't really like the word fan but was when I first started like online uh Mark Mm -hmm. you'll remember this there was a girl who had cancer and she was in the hospital Mm -hmm. and it was a family friend and we went in and she could barely speak she was on her hospital bed but her like her eyes and she would like laugh and her body language would tell exactly how she was feeling And that was one of the first times that I was ever like, holy shit, like this is like a core memory for this girl, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was so crazy because I would have never seen her out at the mall or, you know, at a drive through anywhere walking. I had to go to the hospital to meet her. And it was just so crazy. Like I felt so blessed that day. And that was Mm -hmm. definitely that was definitely it's a core memory for me. I'll just never, ever, ever forget that. Being like, she knows who I am and like, she literally can't even speak. Like, it was just so wild for me. What about you, Jamie? Oh, well, um, hola, Anthony. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm very, very, very grateful, like for the fans and like for fan interactions. And, you know, when I get recognized and I, I try to always um, be very, very gracious, um, you know, when I'm meeting someone who is a fan, I try to always ask their name. Um, you know, it's been it's been funny with with COVID. Um, I, I thought that, you know, like masks, like would sort of like take all of that away, but I have a very recognizable mm-hmm. voice. And so even if I'm like just in the market and or your if I'm, eyes. If I'm anywhere, thank you. Oh my it's God. Like it always is, a smile. It's, the voice it's the a smile. Like you could be like in CVS down the aisle and I'd be like, is that Jamie? Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in years and years and years recognized me the other day at the market because of my tabbies, which I thought he's like, he's like, I didn't, he's like, I thought that that was you. And then I saw your tabbies and I knew it was you, but <laughs> I try to always be very gracious when I meet fans because I'm so, so, so grateful because I literally would not have a career if it wasn't for people watching the work that I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, but as, as far as um, a memorable um, interaction, I, I mean, it would 100% hands down have to be um, every single time I met someone in Brazil. I mean, the Brazilian fans are like their their passion <laughs> and their love yeah. is through the roof to the moon and back and back to the moon again. Um, the Brazilian fans are, you know, hands down the most enthusiastic, the most loving, the most vocal. Um, yeah, so every interaction I've had in Brazil, super gorge. Oh, we need to go to Brazil, Gigi. 
Oh, my I mean, goodness. hello. I need yeah. to like literally see like Pablo Vitar perform. Oh, my God. I would <laughs> love to see Pablo <laughs> Vitar. I saw her like in a crowd somewhere one time. We took a photo, but I'm like, I want to see you on stage shaking that ass. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> There's so many good DJs, um, Brazilian DJs, too, that are like like house music. And so, oh, my God, I would love to just go back to Brazil and party. I never got to party when I was there. It's always yes. work, work, work. We need to. We're going. Thank you so much, Anthony. Okay. Are we ready for our third and last question? Yes. Okay, here we go. Hi, Gigi and Mimi. This is Eli from Toronto Calling. Um, hello, my Toronto sisters. Um, I just wanted to say a big thank you to you both for the blessing that is this podcast. I've not only been endlessly entertained and impressed with how incredible the content is, but I feel like I've also learned so much from yourselves and also from your guests. Um, and for me, I feel like I especially learned from uh, when you guys interviewed Laganja Estranja. Um, I was wondering if you could share some of your favorite moments from your interviews. Was there a specific guest story or moment that has stuck with you? Um, or what's the biggest thing that you've learned from one of your guests? Um, again, thank you so much for the podcast. I love you both, and I both you ha- hope you both have a very beautiful day. Mwah. Thank you so much, Eli from Toronto, hometown. Um, I'm just going to go first because, listen, getting to do this podcast sitting here and interviewing Every single person, it blows my mind. And I act cool and I, you know, I act like it's no big deal. But like, even Jamie right now, like Sense8 came out like in a time where it like life was hard, you know, like when you watch these things on TV or movies, it's your escape from the world when it's tough. So getting to see Jamie right here in front of me is insane. And like, you know, you look at it's it's true. It's true. And like, this is what, you know, actors do. They give you happiness when you need it. Um, but so many Gigi like Chris Olsen was just here so real like so open with what he was saying oh Sarah McBride the first trans state senator was here and we had we already had experiences with her that's insane um a lot there was there's a lot of people and every single one is insane every single time what do you think Gigi oh god I just had one in my head but after hearing those names it's gone um (laughs) fuck who was I gonna say I mean, one of them. So we just had Eureka O'Hara on Mm -hmm. and there's been so many. I mean, we've done over 30 at this point, right? Over 35. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, She explained. So she is. Are you familiar with Eureka? No. Eureka O'Hara. She's a drag queen. Mm -hmm. She was sitting just literally right here where you are. And she explained that she transitioned for a boy in high school or college. She transitioned for him for four years. He didn't treat her right. So she transitioned back. And I thought, uh, how does it feel to like, you know, detransition? And she really broke it down and was like, this is my retransition. And it shaped the way that I think about it because I think that it's not explained well enough because I mm-hmm. really do think like if I were to, you know, go female to male again, which is totally you know, not correct nowadays, but if I were to, I would really see it as like stripping a layer back, but I've lived all these years and grown so much in my gender and in my expression that it is a retransition. And I thought that was really beautifully put. And I was Mm -hmm. like, damn, like I was not expecting to get like schooled like that, but now I think differently about it. Like transitioning and gender is not linear. Sometimes there are road bumps and sometimes you, you really do like change your mind and make a huge change again, just like you did in the first place. And I think it's beautiful. It is. Uh, Jamie, for you, do you have any like inspirational stories from people you admire that you've gotten to work with in uh, your career or maybe like bumped into? 
Oh, well, I mean, like the the core, core one was um, the the first like legit acting job that I had was on this show called Hung, which was on HBO mm-hmm. ages ago. Um, and it was Thomas Jane um, on who was the lead on the show. And it was my last day. Um, and we shot our last scene and we were in the little golf cart, you know, on the Warner Brothers lot. And we were, you know, going back, um, you know, to base camp. And he, you know, like turned around and, you know, to me in the little backseat of the little golf cart, you know, and he was like, you know, so it's your last, you know, that that's it you know you're going home tomorrow back to New York and I was like yeah and he's like you know it was really great and he's like um he said you're a natural stick with it um and it was my first job I had barely been in those classes you know and I booked this job on unhung on HBO I like two episodes opposite Thomas Jane you know I mean he's gorgeous iconic act I mean he's so amazing Mm -hmm. and it was those words you know you're you're a natural stick with it he knew it was my first job um and he was Mm -hmm. so patient with me and so kind and that's what I did I went back to New York and that's when I enrolled in proper scene classes and things like that um but I mean you know it's like what you you were saying earlier I mean I've had the opportunity to meet some incredible amazing people who I've looked up to for a very Mm -hmm. very very long time and it's one of the reasons again why I try to stay like so um like kind and present and humble when I'm meeting someone because I've definitely had those experiences, you know, where I mm-hmm. met someone that I really, really, really like and they were not nice at all. Just be fucking normal. I just be nice. It's like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, it takes two seconds for you, you know, to say thank you because, you know, like I loved you in whatever I loved you in, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I'm sorry you're having a bad, it's like, we're all having bad days. We're all experiencing different things, but that is not the fan's fault. Right. Like, oh, my God, I loved you in Sense8. Be like, oh, my God, thank you. What was your favorite part? Like, give something. Like, please. Like, be normal. Exactly. And I think people are so, their egos, so far up their own asses. Exactly. I'm not going to be a bitch to a fan just because, you know, like, I got, you know, like, cut off on the freeway and I'm you know now where I'm in a parking lot and I'm like Rawr! and I'm like fuck you and you like me fuck off like I'm not gonna do that yeah yeah have you um have you told that guy on the golf cart I forget his name Thomas but Jane Thomas have you Jane. told him that he, he affected your life that much but he knows because I've said I mean I've told that story like dozens of times in press um but I haven't told him like to his face or anything I mean I would love to see him you again. have to if, yeah, I, mean, I would totally be we like, have to you know, find like, him full like, circle you were the moment like you were the totally the mm-hmm. moment I mean yeah that was it was to have someone of his caliber say yeah. that to me, yeah, it was life changing. It was. It, oh, it honestly was. That is so beautiful. Aww. Well, that, those mm-hmm. are all our queries for today. Thank you so much, Jamie, for coming on. <laughs> thank you both, Gigi, Mimi. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. This has been an honor. Thank you for me too. Yeah, you were such a pleasure. <laughs> Where can people find you? What are you working on? Give us all the deets, all the exclusives. So I'm only on Instagram and Twitter. My handle on both of those socials is at Ms. MS, Ms. Jamie Clayton. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything else is fake. Everything else is trash. Report it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so I'm going to be back on um, the L Word Generation Q season three. We're going to start filming this summer, which is very exciting. So I'm exciting. Coming back and better than ever is Tess Vandenberg. Um, and then Hellraiser is coming out. I don't know when. I can't tell you and I also um, have an animated series that I do a voice in called Twilight of the Gods which was directed by Zack Snyder some of you um, DC Comics fans might um, be familiar with the name Zack Snyder Um, I recorded that last year they've been animating it for the past year that should come out this summer as well so Twilight of the Gods the L Word Generation Q and Hellraiser just a couple of you know fun little she is working oh girl she's booked she's 
busy. She's blessed. Yes, thank you. You really are like an inspiration for everybody out there. I hope you guys got some wisdom from today's show. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope so too. And thank you, Jamie, again. Thank you. Bye. We love you. Bye. See you guys on the next one. Stay queerified. Thanks to our very special guest, Jamie Clayton, and thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Gigi Gorgeous and me at Mark Maverick. And as always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. See you in the next one. <laughs>